without express written consent from myself, Greg Tuzinski, or The Art of Relationships. Thank you. Welcome to The Art of Relationships radio show. Greg has been a relationships expert guest host on numerous radio shows. He promises that this show is for you and to help listeners become more fulfilled, healthier, and happier in your relationships and lives. Licensed relationship and sex counselor Greg Dozinski, the Art of Relationships radio show, will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy, plus help in reigniting the passion in your romantic relationships. He also welcomes live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. No more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and grow happier. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Master G. Hey everybody, this is Greg Dzinski from the studios of RawRadioX.com in Detroit City. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Welcome to Wednesday Hump Night, everybody. Hopefully everyone's going to get their freak on. And if you don't have anybody to get your freak on with, by all means, do a menage de moi and get your freak on with yourself. <laughs> this, uh, go ahead, Ham. I've never heard it called that before. Menage de moi? Yeah, menage de moi. Wow. See, it's one. Moi, and I don't know any foreign language. Uno, dos, tres, that's about it. But menage de moi, right? Menage de toi. Everyone knows that's a threesome, right? Menage de moi is with yourself. Self-pleasure. <sighs> Don't even ask me where I came up with that. I'm just got. I won't. I just got a. <laughs> I just got out of the damn car coming from uh, the office in Mount Clements here. And there's nothing pleasurable about that. <laughs> about that good, good thing there was no cops. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> no, I made it here in about 20 minutes. Uh, oh, okay. Lucky there's no cops. But anyways, uh, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. As you heard, uh, my friend Av Sebastian. Helping me out as usual. Catch his show yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Give yourself a plug. That way I can catch my breath. Yeah. You go ahead. You catch your breath. Uh, folks, tune in every Thursday at high noon. That's 12 p.m. noon uh, Eastern, of course, 9 a.m. Pacific for Avenue and Friends. We have a lot of fun, and we've got a big show tomorrow. We'll be kicking it with uh, Eliza Nils and talking oh, a little bit right. of everything. We'll be talking about the uh, financial situation in Greece. As well as Bill Cosby and a lot of things in between. And Jared, too, or his boss or whatever, right? We will not be eating fresh tomorrow. You will not be eating fresh meat. I'm joking. (laughs) I never eat fresh meat. The tuna? My my diet's horrible. Your diet's horrible. I never eat It sounds like me, too. I eat out too much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The uh, call-in number, like I said, no matter what the topic of the show is, you can call in with any questions you have. I'm here to help you. Uh, with any, you know, relationship uh, or sexual challenges you might have. Or, you know, if you're going through, you know, grief and loss, too, don't, you know, don't be shy because it's, you know, based on relationship sexual issues. Anything I can do to help you out with, I also handle grief and loss and trauma as well with uh, interwoven with the relationship and sexual dynamics. So give us a call here at the rawradiox.com studio line at 313 462 
0107. Oh my God, I didn't stutter this time. I got it right. You're getting it. You're getting it. <laughs> That's a first. And today, oh God, today's been nonstop. Anyways, um, check out website, theartofrelationships.org. And I'm all over uh, Facebook. I'm a Facebook whore, if you will. Advertising, another way to help uh, get people to the show here and also another avenue to help people out on different content. And I posted, I usually, I hate politics, and I posted some uh, political attributes, if you will, in Denmark and everything else just to get people pissed off (laughs) and get them uh, trying to stir the pot a little bit, if you will, and get people uh, talking about maybe better and bettering <laughs> to get things better in this country and to pull it up and i know some people might take offense to that oh well i want people to talk about it and throw out ideas that's what it's all about so tonight we are going to talk about and i have no idea right now i think i posted it on facebook oh about self uh self we're going to talk about self-love your true identity in a relationship and also i want to hit on mood swings first this came as a request from somebody you know and a question was posed what happens if you have somebody that's really you know they're nice and sweet and all this and then they turn into sort of nasty or an asshole or a a bitch and you know how do you handle that situation now you know from a clinical standpoint you know are they sweet nice all the time and all of a sudden you know every five minutes they switch and, you know, get an attitude and end up being mean, nasty, maybe verbally abusive or attacking all the time. You know, you're looking from a clinical standpoint, is this their personality, <laughs> you know, being bipolar or having borderline personality disorder? And, you know, then we got more severe issues. Or you look at the situation, is it, you know, is this person maybe nice one time and they're stressed out, you know, about money, the kids, moving, that's, you know, that's huge stress on a lot of people you know you have excitement well maybe excitement if you're moving into you know a new apartment you're all geeked up about or a new home you know whatever you're renting buying uh you can be all geeked up but it also can be stressed out if say for maybe whatever reason you have to move and you have to move back in with the parents for a while and you're like oh shit we don't ever want to do that again and say you know you have you know you're married now or you have kids and now you're like oh my god you know you're moving back in and it's very difficult if you have say your spouse you know or whatever partner doesn't get along with your family and now you're forced to move back in there for hopefully a limited time and i have uh oh boy i have a lot of couples actually that uh they still they live uh with her parents his parents whatever for you know because they can't afford it financial reasons and everything and you know trying to add the stressor and look at environmental stressors you know with that so you look at you know are they nasty because of the stressors or are there some other aspects going on you know is this have they been like this forever that's going to be the first question is this something new and if not, you know, you look at the medical aspects as well. You know, if there's high blood pressure, it can cause people to go off, you know, off tangent or off kilter, if you will, and sort of blow up and get aggravated, um, assaulted, pissed off a lot easier. Blood pressure, diabetes, sometimes the thyroid aspects elements can throw that out of whack too. Not only that, 
you know, with hormone aspects, primarily, I'm, you know, with women, you hear testosterone. If there's too much testosterone, you might have anger issues in guys. But with women, um, you know, they could do this. And I'm not joking around, ladies, so don't slam me right now, you know, around. And I got, you know, quite a few client, female clients, you know, with couples or by themselves that are having, you know, they have severe issues when they start. PMSing when they start, you know, around their cycle, maybe you know anywhere from a week to a couple of days before they start, and it lasts maybe a couple of days after they start their period, their cycle, and the hormone aspects, and there's nothing they can do about it. Um, you know, per se, there's birth control, you know, pills, some other aspects that you can do, herbal supplements that might be able to help with those dynamics. So you look at, you know, those hormone aspects, and you also look at, you know, as the three estrogen levels. E1, E2, and E3, yeah, there are three estrogen aspects in females. So you want to check, you know, thyroid, estrogen levels, and if everything else, you know, maybe B-complexes might be involved a little bit, but you want to rule out any medical aspects that is going on. And we have a phone call, I think. Welcome. This is uh, Greg Dzinski. You're on live with the Art of Relationships. Hello. Hi, Greg. I am. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am doing well. What's happening? I won't ask your name, I, so you don't have to give it. Like I always say, I'm confidential and I respect your privacy. What's happening? Well, I'm calling about your topic. Yes. And you know how you said, well, it could be stress, it could be uh, hormonal. How about if they're just being a jerk? Well, that's what I mean. I'm not. That's why I said you rule out any medical aspect. If they're just being a jerk, you look at what's going on and how long has this been going on for. You know, has it been going because on? I get, f- yeah, I get the whole stress thing, but if you're as equally as stressed as they are, and you can manage to smooth things over and always be in the one to make things good, you know, at what point do the, you know? The my question. I think he needs to start controlling himself i agree my question is to you why are you putting up with it for so long and why are you maybe kissing his butt a little bit too much and i understand trying to get at the bottom line and look at you know be sort of emotionally responsive to him and look at what's going on but it gets to a point where you have to stick up for yourself and say you know what you're treating me like shit talking to me you know disrespectful or whatever the situation is with that and look at you know what the hell is going on and why am i taking it and you got a right to you know speak your mind and say hey i'm not you know quit treating me like this and then if it doesn't stop then you have to look at you know what can we do do you get in to see a therapist get in to see me um depending where you're at i have no idea but you look at you know get in you know the situation look at what's going on with him or is he just some people have a control aspect, and they like maybe keeping their partner sort of down, belittled, and they always want that person to kiss their butt all the time. And that, and you, if it starts, you know, that's not how he is. But just the last couple of years, he stressed to me. I'm a super independent person, okay. and he stressed to me that he wants me to be more affectionate. More like to rely on him, not in like a okay, you need to be a woman and be submissive or whatever, but just to make him feel more like the man instead of me being like the dude of the relationship. Right. You so could be... I'm trying to do that. So 
in doing that, I'm trying not to be my regular self would be like, screw you, dude. Well, you know, it I'm gets trying to, a point. to like figure things out and be more, um, I guess, trying to just work things out instead of just giving it to them. No, I think that's that's an awesome foundation. You know, it's an awesome starting point, but it comes to a point where you need to stick up. You can still be the woman and still be caring and considerate and loving. However, you also have a right to stick up for yourself and not get treated like shit. You know, not get belittled, not get berated, you know, and not be, you know, not that he's controlling or whatever. Like you said, he's usually not like that, but you have a right to speak your mind. And I'm all about independent women, but a lot of people think that they're independent, they're strong and all this stuff, that they can't be feminine, they can't be loving, and they can't be needed. And if he has a severe, maybe moderate, need to feel like he's needed all the time and appreciated, you can make him feel that way and still be independent and still maintain your sense of self in your independence. But if he doesn't, have you brought this to his attention or are you just sort of eating it? No, I've brought it to his attention and because I um, this is it's not in me to just, and it's not that he's like verbally abusive or anything. It's just like if anything happens, it just turns into, oh, well, it's your fault. You know, and if you wouldn't have done this or that or the other thing, and I'm like, whoa, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. And I'm willing, when it's my fault, it's my fault. I'm not one of those people that goes, oh, no. No, if it's my fault, it's my fault. So you're not the but typical not, woman and don't take, take the blame. Every single time. No, not at all. I was being a smart ass. I'm sorry. I said you're not no, no, no. you're not the typical you're not the typical woman then and uh never take the responsibility or the hit or the oh, blame no. right I'm now. I'm well aware that I you That's know, good. Well if I'm, you if I you, can be an ass, you know, or a bitch or whatever. Well, I know that. We all can be, you know, we, we all can we all have our moods, we all have our moments, me included. And we look at, you know, the situation. If you're responsible and you you know, you sort of take the responsibility in your remorseful for you know you screwing up or coming across a certain way he needs to do the same thing and look at you know what i'm sorry i you know what i shouldn't have talked to you that way i shouldn't have handled it that way he needs to take that hit and responsibility and it gets to a point if he doesn't if he doesn't care to try to fix or help that situation i'm gonna say i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna say good luck you know, he can talk to somebody, you both can talk to it, and look at what's going on. Is it a miscommunication? Is it, you know, one intent and you're taking it or misperceiving it? So we look at those dynamics, too, if that's what's going on or if he's just being a jerk. And if he's just being a jerk and doesn't want to do anything about it or change it, um, I'm going to tell you, good luck. I hate to be, so well... I'm willing to change it, but a lot of the times he doesn't even realize it. And I do believe it's a lot of stress-related but okay. I don't think that's not a path. But that doesn't, you I know? agree. Because you're stressed out, you get it. You know, once in a while you get it, but he needs to work on that. What What can he do to de-stress that situation, not take it out on you? Right. I don't want you to be a sounding board all that. I don't want anyone to be, you know, the sounding or the whipping post, if you will. I don't even know why I said that. I hate country music. But, <laughs> you you know, I don't hey, want country anyone. Country music can be good. <laughs> Boy, you do need a lot of help. Anyways. All music is good. <laughs> except country. Thank you. Anyways, okay. you, <laughs> you look at, you know, you look at the situation. You can be 
you know, emotionally supportive, but it gets to a point, no matter if stress, you need to do something else because I'm not going to take it anymore. And you might have to take a stand or put your foot up his butt in a way and say, you know what, you need to find a way to deal with this better. I get your stress, but that doesn't mean you take it out on me, you know, because you're there. They say what? The old adage is we take our uh, shit out on people we're closest to, but that doesn't make it right. Yeah, and, you know, he realizes it, and then he apologizes, but, you know, if it I continues. hear sorry one more time, I think I might throw up on myself. I get that, and that's, that's if you listen to the show for a while, I always say that, you know, you can apologize, you have to be remorseful, but then if you keep apologizing for the same thing over and over again, then you're looking at that doesn't mean anything. There's no, you know, it means squat. There's nothing behind right. it then. Right, But there's got to be something has to have some bite and some actions and behaviors behind it to make it stick and look like you're trying, you know, you're trying to uh, remedy the situation. And if that doesn't happen, um, it's going to be a difficult situation to deal with. If he's That's willing. That's not what I wanted to hear, but. <laughs> I know. I'm being, yeah, you know, you listen to the show. I'm blunt. I'm honest. No, I'm, I like that I'm you're genuine. But, you know, if he, like I said, he can get help, he can talk to somebody about, you know, different elements of stress and everything, too, to get to, you know, handle stress, stress reduction and all that and what's going on with him. Um, you know, he can, you know, whatever, talk. I do Skype, you know, Skype, phone sessions, um, email situations. That's a little more difficult. But um, I do those as well. Or, you know, someone in your area that he's comfortable with, you know, talk about dealing with the stress and all this stuff. I'm sure, you know, he feels bad, but then it gets to a point you feel bad. You need to do something about it, or that means maybe you, the other, you're you going to take it like it's just words. Like you said, you're sick of hearing sorry. Right. You're going to throw up on yourself. Yep. See, I was listening. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much. I well, appreciate it. Good luck to you, okay? Right, Thanks thank for the you. call. I appreciate it. Thank all you right. so much. Bye. Okay, thanks, Ab, for taking it and putting her uh, through here. Um, it's it's difficult when you, you know, like I said, with stress, but it gets to a point where you know we're all stressed. It doesn't mean you take it out. And it's you know we take stuff out on our kids, we take it out on our partners, the people that are closest to us. That doesn't make it right. It's just the way it is. But what do you do to stop that situation? And as the caller mentioned, you know, if you've been working on it or bring this up to the attention of your partner. You know, you need to knock it off or work on it. It gets to a point where it comes down to you then. Why are you still tolerating it? And I get it. You know, you you love her. You love him and all this stuff. But what do you do? Do you just walk away? You know what? I'm not going to talk to you until you tone down. You stop talking to me that way or, you know what, come back when you cool down. That would be a suggestion too. You know what? I'm not being disrespected. You need to talk to me nicer and then maybe walk away and see if there's remorse. But even so, you could say sorry every time, shit, 50 times, 25, 100 times, and you keep doing it. I agree. The sorry, I'm not, I'll am not. i take it like that doesn't mean anything. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I think most it's not just me. Most people, and you heard uh, the caller mention that too, that... You know, it gets to a point where she mentioned that she wants to throw up on herself when you hear it. I get it. It's like you start shaking your head, you tune out, 
as soon as they open their mouth, you're all right, you're tuned out. You're gone, man. You're not hearing anything because you know what's going to come out of their mouth. Don't tell me, show me, right? I'm all about that, about showing me how you want to treat me. Show me you're trying to work that it's important to you that this upsets me and you're going to take care of it. Don't just tell me. Words are great. I, you know, I love words. If they're genuine and heartfelt, I get it. But if there's no action to back it up, it gets to a point where the words are just, they're dead, man. They're dead. Okay. Other aspects, you know, going through, you know, the mood aspects, you know, you look at, everybody knows, you know, it's usually, you know, throughout the medical issues. I'm all about, you know, you want to get checked out. If this has been going on for a long time, uh, <laughs> Maybe when you're teenagers, you know, mood, you know, the mood aspect's going on, and maybe something else is going on. Chances are it's not, you know, medical. Usually if it's medical, it's something that goes on maybe a year or less. It becomes, you know, all of a sudden you weren't this way, now you are. You look at, you know, stress, everything else, or if they're just this type of person. And, you know, some people are nice, all that, but when they drink, and I talked about that, last Wednesday when I talked about domestic violence and abusive relationships that, you know, a lot of situations happen when they drink and maybe they can't stop. They can't stop at one, two, three, five, six. No, <laughs> they can't stop at one or two beers or a couple of drinks. They have a hard time. Um, then they turn ornery and uh, mean and nasty. So, you know, does that have to be a problem? Does it only occur when they're drinking? So there's a, it's hard you know, with this situation and this topic, it's very difficult to narrow down because every situation is different. You have to look at, try to look at patterns, um, what's going on. Does it only happen when he drinks, when he comes home from work, or when she, you know, comes back from her friends? If she's coming home from work, is she, you know, is it always this way and they're fine on the weekend? Is it when she goes out with her friends, maybe has a couple of drinks, comes back, wambashes you, and, you know, sort of, lays you all out verbally you know look at when this stuff happens and if it's stress with work and i i know a lot of people are a lot of people are working a hell of a lot more hours now and they're making less money and uh you know trying to make a living trying to survive and it's very stressful and sometimes we our patience our frustration everything gets to the best of us but then you have to get some help to take care of that situation okay now the other mood aspects, you know, with mood swings, you, like I said, if it's going on for a long time and they've always been like this and you've tolerated it for five years, ten years, whatever, um, you need to look at the situation. You know, what are they doing to help themselves? Or maybe, and they're going to say, I've always been like this. Why are you complaining about it now, right? Why are you bringing it up? I've been like this forever. Well, usually what happens, as people know, the only thing that's changed is your tolerance, right? In those aspects, you need to look at, you know, why am I tolerating this for so long, thinking, oh, it'll change, it'll change, it'll work on it, and it never does. Then you're looking at, you know, if they're nice, you know, one minute, and they blow up all the time, you know, be a jerk or have anger issues. You know, you're looking at, you know, I've never met the people. You know, you could look at chemical imbalances, you know, biological. You could look at, you know, do they have... You know, is there depression? Is there bipolar aspects? You know, look at all those aspects. And I'm not one to throw labels out. People that work with me, 
you know, as clients and I, you know, when I teach uh, college classes, everybody knows I'm not a big fan of freaking labels. It pigeonholes, stereotypes everybody. Um, I'm just throwing these terms out there to, you know, address maybe the situation, look at what's going on and what is, do they need anger management aspects or do they maybe have a control? They can't control it. Then if they can't control it, then we look at some situations, you know, there's, you know, with the, they're being nice, maybe they're nice sometimes. And then if they don't get their way, (laughs) they're being manipulative and all of a sudden they get belittling, ridiculing, start criticizing to get their way. You know, that's manipulative behavior and they're doing that on purpose. And that is not a good situation to be in. Good luck. Okay. If they have a hard time and they blow up and whatever and they can't control it, some people have a switch. The anger aspects are, you know, whatever, that they just go into autopilot and they get vicious. They get nasty. They get downright mean. They could be loving one day. Next day they're nasty ornery or whatever and they can't shut that off. Those situations are going to need help and maybe medical intervention, Okay. Um, like I said, I'm throwing it out there. I'm not about meds and pills, but you look at this has been going on for a long time and nothing else is working. We might have to try this situation, get doctor, your, you know, family physician or something involved, especially if it is, um, impulsive and they can't shut it off. Like, you know, Greg, when I get mad, I do, I can't see anything. I can't hear myself. I can't, whatever. It's like, I don't even, I can't really know what's going on. It just, my mouth goes off and I'm mean, nasty whatever, and my wife, my husband, whatever, um, tape recorded me, you know, use their phone, and oh my God, I couldn't believe it. I had no idea I was like that. That's a situation, like I said, if it's impossible like that and you have no clue what's going on, chances are you, I'm going to recommend, you know, definitely recommend counseling first and foremost, and then we have to look at the situation um, you know, maybe we might have to look at a mild antidepressant or a mood stabilizer, depending on the severity is, especially if you can't control it. And it's, I'm going to tell you, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's, you know, you tell people, even though, you know, I don't recommend or I don't, you know, promote medication that much at all, but sometimes it's needed and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's like, you know, people, you hear this analogy all the time, right? It's like if you have high blood pressure or if, you you know, you need blood pressure medication or you're a diabetic and you need insulin you know it's that type of situation to where you look at it doesn't change your personality it doesn't you know a lot of people you know we don't don't want that it doesn't change your personality i want you to be the same person you were just taking the edge off and that's it um but like i said i'm not a medical doctor i need to definitely definitely promote that i'm not a medical doctor but I do work, you know, hand-in-hand with a lot of family physicians, psychiatrists in the, in the metro Detroit area um, that, you know, refer and I work with, uh, work with them and all this stuff and trying to get that resolved is maybe as soon as, eh, as, soon as possible and trying to get the right fit for you that works the best, okay? So you look at, you know, are there patterns? Does this happen usually when they're drinking? Then maybe they need to cut back and tone that down. Maybe that'll take care of the problem, you know, or maybe it's a combination as stress and drinking, as an individual mentioned on chat, that 
you know, maybe, it, I agree, a combination. Alcohol, you could feel good. Now, everybody knows alcohol is a depressant. And when you come down from drinking, you start getting uh, either anger could come out from the depressant aspect of the alcohol or people get in, oh, my God, I broke, uh, they broke up with me five years ago. I can't believe that. You know, you go down to the sadness and the tearful aspect, you know, they, you know, oh, that's just alcohol talking, right? But if they're vicious and nasty when they're drinking, they need to slow it down. They need, maybe need to stop. Or instead of going to liquors, maybe stay with beer or whatever. Oops, excuse me. I had to have a drink of water. So you look at those situations, and, you know, it's like I said, it's very difficult. Everybody's different. Every situation is. And I always ask, you know, being nasty or whatever, I, I want you to look at your situation. I, I try to look at mine. Like I said, I'm not perfect, and I, I screw up as much as anybody else. But I want to look at myself. What am I doing to cause that person to be nasty at me? Am I doing anything wrong? You know, am I being nagging? Am I sort of being critical? Am I being jabbed? And all of a sudden they're taking it back on me. Are they giving me what I'm giving them type of thing, right? Sort of, you know, you are they giving me, you know, what I'm putting out type of thing. And if I'm looking at it and I'm being honest and sincere and looking at the situation that, you know what, I'm not being mean, I'm not being a jerk, they're doing this, just they're doing it, and there's no just cause for it. I'm all about, hey, you need to knock it off. What's going on? I, you don't talk to me that way. You want to talk to me, you know, sort of calm it down and be nice. I'm all about you sticking up for yourself and being respectful in these situations, you know, when they get nasty, when they get in the mood swings, if you will. And we are, I am, ready for a quick break. Are you okay with that, Av? Sure. It's your show. It's my, <laughs> it's my show, right? Oh, boy. It's your station, though. <laughs> so this is the Art of Relationships radio show. This is a.k.a. Master G, Craig Dzinski. Coming live from RawRadioX.com, write the number down, 313-462-0107, and we'll be back after a few songs and, I think, commercials. Thank yeah. you so much. We'll be back soon. Thank you. Giggity, 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 goo. Stick around. Can't figure out why The hell I can't say you're the words that I've been thinking Get a little bit closer. Oh, oh, oh. Cause I give a lot of the world for her. Oh, oh. And I see the pain in the heart, leave my body in the bed sheets and fall down. 
Hey, it's Avenue, and you're listening to RawRadioX.com. Real Raw Radio. You're on your way to the Super Bowl, but does your game still feel a bit flat? Cialis Inflatable helps fill your balls anytime the moment is right. Reach under center with confidence, knowing those balls are full and ready to grab. Before starting Cialis Inflatable, make sure your quarterback actually has balls to inflate. Do not play with deflated balls. Side effects may include inflated ego, swelling or painful sacks, loss of draft picks or hoodie sleeves, and hefty fines. Why let deflated balls hold you back? Give your balls that extra pump for the big game. Ask your equipment manager about Cialis Inflatable and stop f***ing cheating. Yo and hello fam, Avenue here. Make sure you tune in every Thursday at high noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, to Avenue and Friends, only on RawRadioX.com. It's your weekly therapy session, your usual dose of highfalutin hijinks, crazy antics, sarcasm, and bad jokes. Oh, it's true. Remember, it's Avenue and Friends, Thursdays at noon, 9 a.m. Pacific, RawRadioX.com. Act like you know.
Hey, this is Greg Dzinski back from the, or back from, back, <laughs> back from the bathroom. Uh, at the studios of RawRadioX.com here in Detroit City. And this is the Art of Relationships Radio Show. And we're talking about uh, mood swings, you know, maybe how to handle them, how to deal with them, and why maybe you're also putting up with them. Being mood swings about your partner, you know, they're going from nice you know, they're nice, sweet, and then they sort of get nasty. And maybe it's, you know, we all get nasty. We all get mean when we get, excuse me, stressed out and everything. But we're talking more if this happens on a regular basis. And, you know, what are you, why are you tolerating it? And also maybe what are you doing to find out what actually is going on with your partner? Are you doing something to piss her off or, you know, upset him or you know, is something else going on with them, or maybe they're just trying to gain control in that situation or manipulate the situation. And if they've been like that forever, for a long time, I'm going to tell you, good luck to you. Um, Not that you should stick it out. You know, like I said, that's all on you. That's your decision. Nobody else. It's your life. Nobody walks in your shoes. So you need to make the best decision for you that's possible, okay? Um... You know, you need to look at why are you tolerating this, you know, and that's going to go right back into our next topic in a little bit about self-love, you know, loving yourself. And you could say menage Moisco with that, too. (laughs) But, you know, about emotionally, psychologically, even physically, you know, and how much, you know, are you afraid to self-love? And a lot of people... Uh, primarily women, I guess, would be stereotypical. You know, women are typically givers. Not all of them. There's some skank ones out there. <laughs> but, you know, pr- you know, they're supposed to be the nurturer, the caring one. Mothers are caring. They give themselves. And all of a sudden, they sort of give up themselves and lose themselves. And all of a sudden, their whole identity gets shot down, uh, gets sort of shot down the toilet or flushed down, if you will. Um, so with the true identity and finding your identity as a person, I'm tying that in with self-love in a bit. Going back, you know, with the mood swings, you know, I want you to ask yourself out there, listeners, you know, why am I tolerating this? And this, like I said, we all have bad moods. You do, I do, we all do. Um, stress, tired, lack of sleep, maybe, you know, especially having a newborn baby, maybe they're up all the time, colicky. You know, we all have issues taking care of uh, maybe a sick parent, grandparent. Uh, we're tired, and I get all that. But it gets to a point where if this becomes a norm and a regular basis, something's got to be done. you got to write to stick up for yourself, and maybe boundaries need to be set. If you're stressed and all this stuff, you know, where are the boundaries coming in place for you being a recipient of these nasty, you know, behaviors, if you will, not only that, but, you know, the other person about boundaries, maybe these nasty behaviors because you're stressed that you have too much going on and you're afraid to say no, and then you get overwhelmed, you get, you know, let's face it, you know, there's only so much time in a week to do everything, and maybe you're overwhelmed because you don't want to tell anybody no, and then you start taking that out on everybody else. And I hear yeah, that tends to be uh, probably in the top 10 on problems I deal with with uh, couples 
that they're always saying, you know, they're always coach, you know, coaching the kids this, coaching kids that, doing this, taking care of running mom to the doctor, running dad to the doctor, doing this, doing that for friends, and there's nothing left for the partner. And then they start get ornery, they get pissed, and you know, I have no time for anything. While well, you choose to do this, and it becomes a priority in that situation, you need to look at, well, you know, am I important or is everybody else important? You need to set boundaries, and if you're one of those persons that have maybe a bleeding heart or you're afraid to feel guilty in that situation, that, you know, you don't say no, and then you're left, then you're pissed off at everybody else, but you need you need to point the finger back at you and ask, you know what, why am I not saying no, and that doesn't make me a jerk. You know, it doesn't make me a dick or whatever. It just makes me human. And I got I got to set boundaries for myself because what happens, no one's going to set them for you. They're going to pull and tug and all over the place. You need to set boundaries. And, you know, they're going to call you names and all this stuff. But you need to say, you know what, I'm being true to myself. And, you know what, I'm sort of loving myself and self-care. And that's very, very, even with other counselors therapists or other professionals that might be my clients you know that's huge and we hear this all the time right you know nurses hospice workers um you name it out there that really uh, first responders whatever and we talk about you know and i mean it was grilled in me you know in grad school and everything even before that that you know care for the caregiver and it's huge you know there it's if it's working out if it's whatever you need to take care of yourself or you're going to get so overwhelmed, you're going to get burned out. Or you're going to end up turning into a person you're not going to like. You're going to turn cold. You're going to turn stressed all the time, worried about everything, trying to take care of 10 things, 20 things at once. And you're not going to be that... Um, <laughs> your managing skills aren't going to be that great. They're going to fall down the toilet. So you look at those aspects when I go back to it about... The nastiness, the niceness, and all this stuff. You need to look at, you know, why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I don't feel love, desired, all this stuff? And I want your partner to, you know, investigate, explore all these issues. And it turns out everything's, you know, sort of fine. Your partner's not really doing anything, and you're just being a bitch or a dick. Or is that just your nature, and you don't care about it? But you're going to end up losing your loved one. You know, you're going to end up causing your relationship. You're going to cause your marriage to dwindle, and it's going to end. And if it doesn't end, maybe it should because I asked, why is that person with you and putting up with it? That's sad, okay? Now, going back to the self-love aspect, or I should say we're going to dwindle, dwindle into that. Oh, boy. can tell I had a long day. <laughs> Uh, the call-in number, again, we had a caller I appreciate very much, you know, talking about the, you know, mood swings or being nice and sweet and being, going to nasty and, you know, getting treated like crap. Uh, give us a call, 313-462-0107 at the Raw Radio X call-in line. And like I said, even with the topic that's going on for the evening, you can call me with any topic, uh, you know, any topic you have, relationship, sexual-related Maybe you're having a hard time grief and loss or even having, you know, maybe stress at work that you're having a hard time uh, dealing with. Maybe you have a boss that has it out for you. Um, 
then I'll refer you to watch the movie Horrible Bosses and Horrible Bosses 2. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> that might get you in jail. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, dealing with those, we all deal with stress and everything else. And part of it is uh, leaning towards the self-love and exactly what the hell does that mean? A lot of people, and I wrote, you know, I write notes down once in a while. I don't go by a script. I just give some ideas because my memory might be screwed or maybe just burned out and exhausted by this time in the day. Uh, we look at, you know, the situations where, uh, you know, self-love, what the hell does it mean? A lot of people don't even know. And some people get so creeped out by, you know, when they hear self-love, do you love yourself? Well, yeah. They look at, oh, my God. It's like they're afraid to admit it. They're afraid to admit that they like themselves, that they love themselves, because, oh, my God, that means I'm arrogant. I'm conceited. I'm all up in that, right? I'm on a pedestal. No, it doesn't. There's a difference between being arrogant and liking or loving yourself and the type of person you want to become or be. The biggest issue is, I think, with self-love and everything is that you're afraid to come across as arrogant, conceited. One thing, having boundaries for yourself is huge. Not allowing people to disrespect you, that's huge. And that's all part of, I think, there's a difference where people, you know, being assertive and liking themselves and being able to stick up for themselves, that's part of self-love and thinking that they're a bad or mean person. Not at all. And this goes with, you know, bosses. You have to be careful, especially in the workplace, um, you know, watch your P's and Q's. But you still have a right. You can do it in a nice way sort of casual, you know, cordial way, nice way to say, you know what, I feel I don't appreciate the way you talk to me and all this stuff. And, you know, then you got to CYA, cover your ass and all those situations. But usually people that don't love themselves, they try to fake it, which usually doesn't work. And what happens is these individuals end up getting disrespected by other people. And it could be other family members, siblings, in relationships, you see these people in very disrespectful relationships, maybe abusive relationships I talked about before. They have a low self-esteem about themselves, and they're always trying to please maybe other people, meaning that you know they will dress however someone wants them to dress. They will. They always want maybe approval for everything else. They're you know insecure. Oh my God, do I look good? Do I look? this way is this okay if i do this if i do that and you have the other you know like the doormat type aspects the other extreme a lot of people that don't like themselves they can be miserable sons of bitches they can be just ornery um just nasty people and they're always ripping people apart they're always belittling they're always criticizing they're always the type of people that come across as maybe arrogant and that they're all that, but deep down, they don't like themselves and they need to beat somebody else down or beat everybody else down and criticize them for what? Making them feel better, right? Here, if I belittle them, it's going to make me feel better. And that's a uh, puss way of doing it. It's a very uh, immature way. I understand it. Um, you know, I get it, but it's a very immature, very... Um, what's the word, loveless, I would say, self-love. Um, it's the opposite of that. And you look and you're going to push people away, which reinforces you, right? 
to not love yourself. And you look at look at those situations, you know, with self-love and your own identity. Part of self-love is you're trying to meet, We I think we all are, from, you know, how we're raised, grown up, whatever, whoever, you know, raise, raises us. <laughs> you look at the situation. We're, you know, part of our loving ourselves and all this, how we're raised, I get that. But it gets to a point when we become maybe even older teens, which is tough, into adulthood, we get to form our own identity. And a lot of our self-love is based on how we're raised, right? How we're treated, if we're respected or not. Maybe if we're heard, if our dreams are listened to, if they're heard or if they're ripped apart, criticized, all this stuff. Our whole identity is based on what others think of us. Now, is that being insecure or is that just how you're being raised? And you look at your whole self-identity and loving yourself is who are you trying to please? Are you trying to please everybody? And then all of a sudden your identity is all over the place. You don't have an identity. Your identity is whoever you're talking to, whoever you're dealing with, whoever you're maybe working for, working with, in a relationship with. You're trying to be a person that is appeasing everybody else. You need to stand up for yourself, and your identity is formed by you. You need to form your own identity. You can base it on other people, but if you depend on that, that is an unhealthy situation. If you're depending on, you know, okay, comparing myself to so-and-so, comparing myself to this, the model, pro football player, basketball player, musician, whatever, you're trying to compare yourself, that might not be you. So what's it going to take for you to be comfortable with your own identity you can evolve it and grow your identity, but you look at, okay, I don't love myself because I can't play the guitar. I don't love myself because I'm not a NFL football player. I don't love myself because I'm not a ballerina. I don't love myself because I'm not a pole dancer. Oh, wait, hold on. I just got off on track for a minute thinking about pole dancers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Ab. I just had to go there. No, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm daydreaming. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> and me and being a smartass, I needed to wake myself up. But, you know, whatever your situation is, can you love yourself for who you are? Or can you love yourself for, okay, maybe I don't like everything about me, but I can still love myself and I'm going to try to do the best I can. I'm going to try to go after my dreams and my goals. A lot of things, um, a lot of people that look at, when I said about their own identity and self-love is, it seems like all their goals or dreams are based on everybody else. If everybody else approves of them, if everybody's okay with them, then oh, that makes me feel good, I'm whatever. But if you have people that bash you and whatever, um... You know, that's taken away from your identity. Don't do that. Don't allow people to identify you or try to label you and pigeonhole you into something that fits their mold. This is about you. And got a texter. Oh, welcome, Princess Foo. Hey, what's going on? Um, if you are a strong, independent woman, you are considered a bitch. Why is that? You know what, Fu? I think a lot of it has to do with there's there's differences between being a strong, independent woman and being a bitch. Those are two different aspects. You can be 
a strong, independent woman and still be caring and assertive and understand, not being disrespect, you know, not getting disrespected. I'm sorry about that. And there is a difference between that and being a total bitch, okay? I, I think, you know, you can be a strong, independent woman and be a bitch, but I think they're two separate things, if that makes sense. And if people are maybe insecure or intimidated by you, they're going to think that you are a bitch maybe for their own good because they can't handle it. They expect you to be a certain way, right? They have this identity, again, they have this identity issue that, okay, you're a woman, you're supposed to be like this. You're a man, you're supposed to be like this. And you're, if you don't fit that mode of their expectations, and this goes for our family members' expectations of us, um, our lovers, partners, whatever, maybe our kids even. So if you don't fit that expectation of what you should do, whatever, they get disappointed, and then they start throwing labels. You're a jerk. You're this, all this stuff. So I think you know, being a strong, independent woman and being a bitch, I think there's two different elements of that. Uh, some situations you need to be a bitch. Uh, you and I, you know, you've been freaking following the show forever, and you know, uh, you, I tell you, there's situations where you might have to be a dick or a bitch if someone's not listening to you. That doesn't make you a full-fledged, 100% bitch all the time. You be a strong, independent woman. You can still be caring. You can still care about everybody else's. I'm supposed to be a dumb blonde because I am girly. Huh? Who says that? I think that's... I understand that, but I'm like... it's sad that that people do assume that or think that. I agree. I'm short and bald. People think I'm a dwarf, but I'm not. So, hey, well, I'm know, close. <laughs> I'm a skinny black nerd, and people assume that I'm a ski- Oh, wait, never mind. That you're a skinny black nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's right, though. That's cool. But are you comfortable with that, Av? Oh, oh yeah. Sweet. That's what it's all about, then. Um, you identify yourself who, you know, as who you want to be or, or who you want to become, who you want to evolve to. And, you know, you can still be strong and independent. And I think strong and independent, you can do that and be still be kind, still be considerate and, you know, be the affectionate that the person that you are and you want to be. You can be both. And if you start speaking your mind and being that strong, independent because you take a stand, I think more people are driven towards you and they respect you more. And the ones that are intimidated by that, those are the ones that lack security, lack self-love, and sort of they'll bash you, they'll call you a bitch, as you said. They don't like that, but that's their issue, not yours. You know, I'm all about you looking, okay, was I being a bitch? Was I being mean? You know what? I apologize and doing all that. But if you're really not and you're being assertive and speaking your mind and doing it in a, you know, sort of a cordial, you know, respectful manner, then... That's their issue, not yours. So I wouldn't worry about that. I know it's easier said than done and me being blunt about that, but that's something that I want you to be able to work on to look at. You know what? I am strong and own it. You know, that's the problem. I want you to be able to own it and be comfortable being a strong, independent woman and being assertive, speaking your mind, but you also have a romantic, sensual, um, you know, very caring, big heart to that as well. So I agree, you know, with the, the dumb blonde joke. Oh, believe me, I got I grew up, my sister's blonde, so believe me, I, I think I knew every 
blonde, <laughs> blonde joke, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not that I'm saying I hate blondes or whatever, but um, yeah, it's you know you grow up the brother sister hate for each hate and love uh, sort of battle going up as you're growing up. Um, you look at you know the situations you know. Like going back, you know, with self-love, a lot of aspects, it's the same, you know, I want to be strong and independent. Some people bash you, right? That's what I mean about you having your goals for yourself. How do you want to be, um, I don't want you, I'm going to be to the point, my goal is to not care about anybody else and be self-sufficient and not give a shit about anybody else. Yeah. You know what? We need to care about each other as a human race, I'm all about that. I'm not saying, you know, I want you to. Yeah, I'd love that. I love people to have more respect for other people. I don't want you to, you know, your goal is to be a jerk, uncaring, don't give a shit about anybody else. I think this world's full of too many of those people. <laughs> uh, but, you know, your goals is if it's career goals, if it's to move out of state, if it's whatever the situation is, and people bash you for that, <clears throat> it's it's very, very difficult. One thing. A lot of people know I worked for uh, Chrysler for a lot of years, and, uh, you know, I went through school, uh, finished school, uh, grad school, got my license, and I still worked for Chrysler for a few, quite a few years, and did therapy, you know, after work. You know, I put in eight hours there, and I do probably six hours uh, therapy uh, quite a few days. So I did that for quite a few years, and when I wanted to get rid of Chrysler, you know, my passion is doing this. Oh, my God, did I hear slack? Oh, my God, why would you want to give up a regular paycheck? That's stupid, Greg. Um, you know, why are you sure you want to do that? That came from family. That came from friends. And, you know, their identity, it's like, you know, thinking smart, whatever. It was very rare. You know what? That's awesome. I hope you do well. And if you are a type of person, I want you to look at yourself. If you need everybody to hold your hand and everybody to sort of be okay with your decision-making, that tells me you're living your life for everybody else and not for you yourself. That doesn't mean you're selfish. That's part of being self, you know, self-care and you know, loving yourself, that you're going after something that makes you happy, that maybe you find is being a purpose. And if people don't like that, you need to maybe separate those conversations or maybe step back out of those situations before. Oh, I can't do that because they're my mom, they're my dad, they're my sister, brother, whatever. I can't do that. Well, that's part of self-respect. And if even because of family members, you got a right to put them in their place and demand respect. I'm going to go back. I need to say this. Command respect and not demand respect. <laughs> I had to uh, throw that out there for a client of mine. We're debating, uh, <laughs> going back and forth and joking around about that. But you need to command respect from them. Even though you're family members, you got a right, and it's your mom, dad, they raise you, whatever. You, they still, you got a right to, you know, say, I'm not going to get disrespect. And if you don't like that, that's fine. I don't want to hear it. And maybe we're not going to talk about that. So many people try to hold you back, hold you down, maybe because of their own fears, jealousy. They don't have the guts or the balls or whatever to go after what they want as far as goals. So part of self-love is being okay with what you want. Now, I'm not talking I'm going to be the best drug dealer. I'm going to be freaking the best rapist there is out. No, I'm not talking that shit. <laughs> I'm talking stuff that's healthy, not, you know, that's legal. For the most part. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I had another one up there, but <laughs> yeah. you said legal and that killed it. So. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> Smoking fatties. All- no. There you go. No, uh, I can tell you I can floss with the best of them. I mean, I have like the meanest dental floss game this side of 8 Mile Road. Do you really? Oh, my God, Ab. <laughs> yeah. I'm also gangster with it. Yeah. How do you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, oh, crap. I need, oh, I ain't even going to go with that. <laughs> Look at, you know, so your whole identity and self-love needs to start with, you know, it's okay to go after what you want. It's okay to be happy. That's going to be the first step. There's nothing wrong with that. And you need to ask, why am I out to please everybody else? You can care. There's a big difference between wanting to please everybody else and caring about what people go through and being there for them. But you need to be there for yourself. Ab, you got something to say, I take it. No, I do not. (laughs) You don't? Why? No, I don't. Okay, I'm just maybe I'm, I read I'm, that wrong. I'm tonight. taking it all in. I'm soaking it all in tonight, or for the most oh, part. Oh, thank you. A lot of this is actually kind of uh, speaking to me tonight. So that's I'm good. Kind of soaking it all. Uh, in. I'm here to help people. <laughs> but you look at you know you look at the situation where, um, you know if you're living your life for or somebody else, and then you get resentful, you're the one that's got to take the hit and the responsibility for that. Well, they're you know they're whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, partner, lover, whatever you want to call it, they're my sister, I can't do that, they're my mom and dad, I need to respect them, they they need to respect you too, do not allow yourself to be others to limit what you want to do with your goals and to identify you, some people have this image that they always see you as maybe you were a dickhead teenager, right? You, maybe you're miserable and you change. You're not that person anymore, but they still want to label you and sort of limit you to that person. And it happens a lot. You you know, people that go through issues, that go through, you know, I'm not this person anymore that I was. You can't overpower me. You can't disrespect me anymore. You can't control me anymore. And when people speak up and get stronger, ooh, they're going to, like Fu said in the text, they're going to call you names. They're going to belittle you. Try to get you back down to that person. Don't allow that. I want you to love yourself and say, you know what? It's okay for me to be true to myself, to find my own identity. And, you know, what is my identity? And, I, you know, dealing with a lot of people, men, you know, women alike, you know, their whole identity I get this probably equal from both genders and self-love. They give up themselves, you know. I don't know who I am anymore, Greg. I go to work, you know, coach my kids, you know, whatever, soccer, baseball, softball, whatever. Um, you know, I'm a husband. I work around the house. I do all this. And I'm my whole identity, I don't know who I am anymore. And it happens with mothers. It, you know, it happens. And you look at who is your identity, what do you join, and are you just fitting that role and trying to fit everybody's expectations of what you should be versus maybe what really drives you and what your passion is and what you enjoy. And it's okay to take time for yourself. And that's part of self-love. And a lot of people, you know, especially single mothers I deal with, you know, everything is about their kids. Everything else is about everything else. I have no time for myself. And if I do take time, oh, my God, the guilt comes in and it's... Oh, my God, 
I can't do this. I feel guilty. I, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I shouldn't be taking a bath, you know, for 10 minutes. I shouldn't be reading a book because I should be doing this. I, that means I'm selfish. No, it isn't. You need that self-care. Self-love is about, you know, one a big aspect. I talk about boundaries. It's setting boundaries for yourself and allowing people not to disrespect you. That's a big thing. And also, you want people to surround you that are positive, that are all about going after your dreams because they know they want it makes you happy. You know, it makes you happy and it drives it drives you. You know, your eyes light up and that's what they want to see, okay? And self-love, you know, it depends. It's all defined. How we define ourselves with self-love and our own identity, let's face it, it's dictated. I'm saying it's premised as dictated i'm saying it shouldn't be dictated but you know by culture religion um maybe who your parents are maybe grandparents whoever raised you right or maybe your parents are one way and your grandparents are saying oh no they're raising you wrong and you should be this way or you know your identity you know you have you maybe moms dads whatever they have a family you know they got a family business and their expectations are you know what Oh, my boy's going to take over my mechanic shop, my heating and cooling shop or carpenter shop or, you know, whatever, you know, dealership. And, you know, that's my expectation. And, you know, you're going to be raised that way, and I'm going to manipulate you. And even though if you don't like that, you know what, I'm going to make you feel guilty for it because that's what I want for you. You need to be able to step away from that. Yeah, you got to take consequences. Maybe what happens, maybe they disown you. Maybe it's whatever. But you look at the situation is that, you know what, you're being true to yourself, and you have to live with yourself. And would you rather be happy? And people that don't want you happy and enjoying yourself or enjoying what you do, I don't care if it's your mom or dad. I'm telling you this. Yes, I'm being blunt. I don't care if it's your parents. I don't care if it's grandma, grandpa, whatever. If they don't want you happy doing what they do, that's about them, and that is very selfish on their part. Very, very selfish on their part. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's it doesn't hurt and sort of wrenches your gut dealing with this. But, you know, you need to be happy. You know, the old adage, if, uh, you know, you're, you don't want to be happy, no one else is going to want you happy either, right? Uh, Princess Fu, what if you don't know what your passion is? Then the aspect, and I, I, it's sad, and I get this a lot, um, even teenage, you know, whatever, I, you know, about dreams, and what are your dreams, and is your whole passion uh, made up and defined because you lost your own identity? Um, you know, if you don't know what your passion is, I get that. You know, you look at, is it because you were told not to have a certain passion? Maybe you were told that your whole life is to be, like you said, a woman, a wife, a mother, all those aspects. And that's, you know, how you define yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead. I almost said foo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Av. Go ahead, Av. uh, You know, sometimes for some people, uh, they may go through life kind of just going through the motions Mm -hmm. and they won't figure out that passion until maybe later on in life. I agree. It may not even be a certain thing. It may not be something that they want to do or they strive to become. It may be a person. I Uh, agree. In some cases, there could be a way of life. It could be a way of life. In some cases, uh, you know, screw it. I'll put myself as an example here. Uh, You may just happen to run into someone 
who renews and restores everything that you were passionate about that you completely forgot about that you just you lost all like all the passion that you had was dried up was gone and all of a sudden you know like that desert storm all of a sudden that, that's all you needed was a little 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 atmosphere a little change right? in the atmosphere a little oasis a little water to make some plants grow, i agree and there you go again and it, it's the same thing and again it, it may not be a, a person now, for me it is i agree but, uh, <laughs> you know it could be a lot of other things it could be a hobby or whatever absolutely i agree Ab. Very, very much, and I get, and it's sad for me. You know, I'll, you know, when I work with teenagers, um, I'll, you know, what are your dreams? Whatever, I have none, and I, I'm like, do you ever dream about being? I don't care if it's a professional athlete. Where, no, nothing, and it's sad. That I get like, it. That sounds like I, me in high school. I, I get it, and I, you know, I mine were. I didn't want to have passions. I had passions, you know, whatever, but. It was always me self-doubt and not loving myself enough to go after him. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not all this stuff. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, us trying to compare ourselves with everybody else, with our culture, with society, and what is supposed to be acceptable to everybody else. Now, finding your passion, part of it is finding your identity, as you mentioned, foo. Um, about if you don't know what your passion is. And Ab brought up some good points. Maybe it hasn't come yet, or maybe... Maybe you weren't allowed to, or maybe you were afraid to even have a passion because someone's going to criticize it, and you didn't want that. So you, instead of, it's almost like when I mention, you know, on a bunch of shows before, it's almost like when you desire something and you know you can't have it, what happens? If you assume or you think you can't have something you desire, you're thirsty, freaking horny for it, if you will, and you know you can't have it, um chances are you try to kill that desire you don't want it anymore because yeah. that hurts so if you think that you know and some people are believe me I've, I've been there that are passionate about something you don't think you're good enough or deserving or whatever or you know what everyone's going to bash me or they criticize me for it and it kills your passion all of a sudden you want to lose you're going to lose your passion for everything because it's not going to be right it's not going to feel right it's not going to be <clears throat> approved by everybody else you know, because, oh, women don't do that, men don't do that, whatever the hell it is. And all of a sudden, it's all based on how your identity is formed by the people around you, how you're raised. There's a lot more to it. And, you know, you look, I tell people, they might not have a passion. They might like a lot of things, but maybe that's your passion, just living life, and that's okay. If it bugs you enough, then, you know, I'm all about, you know, maybe getting help and seeking you know, what is it that you love to do? And there, there's a difference between liking to do something and you freaking love it and it's your passion. And it, it's weird because, I'm, you know, that's like I mentioned before, I worked for Chrysler for a lot of years too. And um, my passion is doing what I'm doing now. And, uh, you know, I found it and I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't think I was intelligent enough or smart enough school scholastically wise to go after it and then you know whatever i found a way and then the confidence and whatever came in that came from within me looking at you know my passion i want this i don't care what anybody and it fits and i tell you it is i still love what i do um it gets frustrating heartaches as everybody knows in this field dealing with everybody's heartaches if you will it's you know trauma and all that crap um 
sexual abuse and kids I've dealt with before. You know, it gets heart-wrenching, but I've never lost that fire or passion into trying to help people and to go after that. And it's weird. I, I like to read. I used to hate re- reading as a kid, as a boy, even young adult. I used to hate reading. Now it's funny. I love reading, and what I read is freaking about my work. <laughs> you know, it, it's weird. It's sick, but it's I, that's I, I'm still passionate about my work and learning and wanting to know more and be a better therapist um, to help people better, different insights, learn more about people. And it's really cool to find that passion. And, Foo, I think you will find it. I think you just need to open up a little bit and to be open to maybe that passion. If it hasn't come to you yet, it will come to you. Maybe you just need to be open to it and not worry about if it's going to meet everybody else's approval. Maybe that's a big thing, and I think a lot of people, and I think it's harder for a lot of women. It's getting easier now for younger, you know, teenage women, or teenage women, teenage girls, and younger, you know, adult women that they're more, it seems like they're more, it's more acceptable and more freer for them to have more passions, you know, playing a sport, you know, with the, especially with the U.S., you know, just winning the World Cup, and, you know, being, coming doctors, lawyers, neurologists, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever, you know, CEOs of companies now, that I think it's more acceptable for women to go. I'm not saying it's fully yet. Hopefully we'll get there. Um, But they have more things that their identity isn't about being a mother, wife, and all this stuff. So I think it's different, and it's evolving slowly, like, you know, racism. I wish we'd be done and over with that freaking 500 years ago. Don't even get me going on that. Oh, keep, keep, just yeah. don't hold your breath. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know I have. I'm trying. Um, but all we can do is do our part and try to uh, do our own part with that. But going back on, um, you know, self-love and all that, and how many women out there that, you know, maybe to get self-love or, you know, it's false, it's fake, to be loved, to be accepted. Maybe they're sleeping with everybody else and they don't really like it, but they're doing it to be accepted, to be, that their identity is right. Now if they like it and they're doing it because they're in control and they want to and they love it, I'm all for that. Hell yeah. All four holes out there like that. (laughs) You know, if they love sex, whatever, but I don't want them to have sex because they're trying to get somebody to like them. There's a big difference. Yeah. And that's, you know, I want you to respect yourself and all that stuff. You know, I want you to be able to do stuff because it feels right to you and because you want to do it, not because you feel you're forced to, not because you feel like you have to or you're supposed to. Oh, yuck. Give me the willies. And talk about the caller earlier said about if I hear that one more time, I'm going to throw up all over myself. I will throw up over myself about that aspect, okay? And a lot of, you know, self-love, you look at the situation of, you know, enough, being enough. In our society, in America and all this, it's sort of said, oh, crap, they're jamming next door, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I know, too loud. But he <laughs> crank those uh, amps down. But anyways, you look at the situation about, you know, in our culture, in our society, about how our identity is matched up, that we're not enough. And how many people we look at, I'm not good enough, right? I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough. And our whole identity and the way we love ourselves is all based on that. 
you know, what would it take for you to say, you know what, this is the way I am. You know, I'm a skinny black guy, and I like myself. I love myself. I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm talk, speaking for Rav as he knows he's looking at me and saying, what say the like, fuck? <laughs> sounds like me, but. One okay. of the brothers. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I knew there was something going I, on. I do have a little black in my blood. But you look at, <laughs> I just wish I freaking didn't crack like that. So <laughs> 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 my age. You look at the situation, you know, why, you know, you we compare ourselves with everybody. I'm too short, too thin, whatever. Based on our society, and it's sad, or based on religious. I'm not, oh, my God, I'm not godlike. I'm not that religious. I'm a sinner. I'm this, that we bash ourselves because we're trying to compare ourselves with everybody else to fit in, I think. And, you know, what's it take for you to be enough, that you're good enough, that you're good enough for you? And if somebody doesn't respect that, and if somebody is not okay with that, then what would it take for you to love yourself enough not to be in that situation? And it's very, very difficult when you maybe are married. Financially, you feel stuck. You have kids, and, oh, my God, I don't want to ruin them or cure them. I think the biggest thing you can do for your kids, and I've said this before, making your relationship number one, but also in being happy, but is showing your kids self-respect and that you're not going to get treated a certain way. And like I mentioned, you know, in abusive situations, the kids aren't going to tell, they're not going to listen to what you say. Oh, don't put up with this. Don't do that. They're going to look at what you do. They're looking again at your actions. They're looking at how you deal with it. So what's it take for you to have self-respect? No matter, you know, we're all given a certain thing. You know, we're born a certain way. We're born, you know, our genetics, there's really not that much we can do about it. Um you know, whatever, short, whatever, you know. So you look at, you know, what can we do with what we have and what would it take to be good enough? You know, if we don't like our body, can we exercise? Can we work out? Can we, or maybe you don't want that, then maybe you can be okay with what you are. That's okay. Um, But don't fake it. You know, sort of live it. You know, live it, present it. Don't front, don't be disingenuous and pretend, yeah, I'm all this, you know, um, maybe 50, 60, 80 pounds overweight and I'm okay with that. Then wear it. Then be okay with it. But don't front it and don't sort of go about putting on an act or what can you do to change it. You know, can you eat healthier? Can you, I'm not saying it's easy, not at all. Eat healthier. Can you, you know, work out, hit the gym? whatever it is, to better your physical aspects. Is that possible? You know, you you can go walking. You can whatever. Um, you know, walking doesn't cost money. You can do push-ups, uh, crunches for free in your home. Um, you know, if you got cable TV, there's always some freaking, you can copy some moves off uh, advertisements for uh, P90X, is that right? <laughs> I'm trying. P90X or Insanity Workouts or the old school Denise Austin. You know, shit. I, I've heard of all those. Um, yeah. That's as close as I've come to using them. I've seen them. <laughs> I, I work out, but cardio, I'm like, oh, God, I do need more cardio. But. I, wor- I work out my my, um, my my remote control hand. And, um, and does opening the refrigerator door count as exercise? Absolutely. That door uh, weighs how much, man? man. Oh, see, and the suction? Oh, the see, resistance you get from that suction on opening that door? In that case. And when that fridge closed, you hear that. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I say so. There you so go. 
folks want to know my 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 tricks there it is sweet and eat more fast food no (laughs) that works yeah tons man look what it's doing for apps sweet now if he stopped eating uh freaking uh fast food he'd probably freaking pump up the muscles and the weight then huh Ooh, think about no i don't know i have a very have a very fast uh, very high metabolism oh yeah you look at, you know, do you base your identity on, uh, yeah, I know, Foo, you love cardio, and I know what kind of cardio you love, too. Oh, I love that. I do love that cardio. I say that when it, it was work. I don't consider that work, though. I consider that enjoyment. So, you know, maybe I could, you know, sort of, I couldn't even imagine doing freaking running or freaking on a treadmill or freaking whatever and thinking of doing it. That just... No, <laughs> that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I love that type of sexual cardio. I'm all about that. Um, but, you know, do you base your self-love? Do you look on your situation as identifying with the external world? Or what would it take for you to start talking about yourself, um, that you like yourself? Start being positive and look at your own identity of, okay, what do you like about yourself? We're all used to ripping apart you know i hate myself i hate this i hate the way i look i hate the way i hate my job i feel dumb i feel stupid whatever what could you do to improve your situation and become oh it's no use it's no good there's no sense in doing it it won't happen you need to knock the negative self-talk out big time you need to knock that shit off now you know start tonight start tomorrow and start it sounds corny whatever but right down positive things about yourself things that maybe you do like or maybe if you i i say about external world but maybe there's people that are genuine and what they like about you your sense of humor um maybe your eyes anything you know thank you thank you i didn't know that's how you felt but thank you i I hear those things i don't don't, don't roll that way oh (laughs) i was just checking because i you know you said sense of humor and eyes and those are the things i get all the time (laughs) just double checking you got a sense of humor no shit no (laughs) no we're friends on facebook yeah i know that absolutely (laughs) (laughs) so you know yeah yeah huge smart ass gotta have a sense of humor but everybody you know is it based on the external world and you look at it sounds corny but if you write stuff down it makes it more real more concrete you know, I'm not one, you know, the old adage, textbook therapist saying, journal every day and all this stuff. You can do that, but I'm just talking about write down, it gets it out of you. You can type it, freaking, you know, on your phone, whatever. Send an email to yourself. I like this about myself. I'm a good person. I got a good heart. And you can still maintain being a good heart and still love yourself enough not to be disrespected. And I think a lot of people have that misconception if you will that okay if i stand up for myself i'm mean i'm nasty i'm a bitch as foo said earlier or a dick you know what no that isn't that's maintaining your boundaries so you know write stuff down that you like about yourself and even you know what it could be i'm a good person go with that that's cool that's a great starting point you're a good person you're caring that's awesome hit on those you know, every day, self-talk, get rid of the negative things. And if you start getting in a pattern where you start, oh, I don't like this, you, the negative talk again, freaking punch yourself in the face. No, I'm teasing. No. 
don't do that. I'm, I don't want you to hurt yourself. Even tell if guys, you, even if you need it. Don't yeah, do even it. if you, yeah, if you, even if you need it, don't. I tell, yeah, punch yourself in the nuts, guys. No, don't do. That. No, <laughs> no, no. Bad no. idea. I'm gonna get sued for malpractice. I'm teasing. That's a disclaimer. I'm teasing. Do not do self harm. Got it? We do enough self harm emotionally. Don't do it physically. True. Um. But, you know, you hit on yourself, and if you negative, shake it off. You know what? Knock it off. But cut yourself some slack. If you go into, oh, my God, I don't like this, you know what? Shake it off, and don't, oh, my God, there I go again. I'm not supposed to be negative. Don't put that pressure on yourself to force being the good stuff about you and the self-love and what you like about yourself. You know, let it look dig deep. You might have to kick it in the butt a little bit, but I don't want you to always try to put so much pressure on yourself to do something because chances are it's going to backfire, okay? I, I'm all, there's a difference between being disciplined. I'm all about that. We need some pressure, but if you're getting so depressed and so stressed out over everything, that's not good. There's, you know, you be disciplined, but cut yourself some slack at the same time, okay? Um, oh, sorry, went away from the mic a little bit. Um, and you look at, you know, how do those aspects um, fit into your relationship as well? And are you in a relationship or in a situation that because you don't like yourself that much that you feel that you don't deserve so much, you know, or any better or healthier, what are you going to do to change and demand that? Ab, you got to... Yeah. It it takes so much to get out of that mind frame. It is. It's not easy, is it's it? It's not. I mean, you uh, you've known me now for a little while. Yeah. And, uh, what you don't know is that I've been like that for the past few years, if not decade. Um, it. I don't know. Sometimes things just change, uh, but for the most part, you're going to have to take some type of proactive steps into getting yourself out of that funk because being yeah, in that absolutely. level of misery and depression, it's hard to get out of it. Trust me. I've, I've been yeah. in that Valley for, I don't know how long it's a big Valley. It's like central Valley in California. I it thought valleys were along. peaceful in theory, and calm and serene. Have you ever been to the central Valley in California? <laughs> No, I haven't. Okay. I heard about it, okay. but no, I haven't. It's, it's got its peaceful parts, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> the farmland that's no. dried up. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot to get out of that. And I guess the best advice possibly or the best example that I, can, I could show would be to make sure you surround yourself with positive influences and people to help you a little bit. I agree. Just to, if not to help you out of it, just to get your mind off of whatever is getting you depressed and to get you onto something better. I agree. And sometimes, as you know, it's very difficult to do, but, you know, dig deep. And if you need, you know, professional help in doing it, by all means, do that. You know, see a therapist, see a counselor, get somebody to help you get out of that funk, if you will. One thing is you need to let go, you know, like I said, the negative aspects. You need to let go. Everyone knows don't should on me, the old adage, cognitive behavioral BS, whatever. You know, you need, you know, I have to do this, I, especially with people that are bleeding hearts and they can't set boundaries, right? Oh, I need to take care of this. I need to do this. I should do this. I have to. Um, or they won't love me. They they'll be mad at me. They'll they won't. I'm their daughter. I'm supposed to. They're their, I'm their son. I'm you know all this stuff you look at. And you get treated like shit, but you still do it because you go and it's all based on guilt and shame because 
let's face it, you know, guilt and shame is maybe how we're raised and maybe a human condition in a ways for most of us. But you also look at, you know, what am I, why am I guilty for doing what I feel is best for me? It isn't. I'm all about helping others. I mean, that's what I do. But, you know, helping others, being a good friend, you know, helping out when needed. But it gets to a point where if you're being taken advantage of all the time, then that's on you. And it's okay to get in the mindset that you can say no, right? And don't, you know, even if you feel guilty, whatever, I'm not guilty. I'm being true to myself and there's nothing wrong with it because people are going to pull you freaking left, right, inside out, upside down, all over the place if you don't set those boundaries in place and be true to yourself. Another thing is, you know, you need to, you're so used to surrendering or surrendering yourself to society and trying to meet everybody's expectations, trying to find your own identity and trying to find that self-love. You surrender to everybody else. You surrender, let's face it, culture, religion, what else? Family, friends, employers. You surrender yourself to everybody else. I want you to start surrendering yourself to you meaning surrender yourself to the positive aspects in you and kick the negative bullshit out. You know, we all have things we don't like about ourselves, but there's a difference between recognizing and working on those, which I'm a huge advocate, promote working on those things you don't like about yourself, but there's a difference between that and bashing yourself with them. And self-hatred causes I don't like this about myself, but as a whole person, I like myself, I love myself, I don't like this, but I'm going to work on it. But it isn't your whole, it doesn't consume your whole identity. Not at all, okay? And I want you to start practicing being real and being comfortable with who you are, what you feel. Remember, feelings aren't right or wrong, they just are. So many people, oh, I can't think this, I can't say this, I can't do this because they're not going to like it. Oh, my God, they're going to think I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Most people are pretty respectful. I get that, right? But it comes to a point where if you don't love yourself, you don't speak up, right? You don't speak up to people that are disrespecting you. You don't speak up your opinions. You don't speak up. It's sad because you're basing on everything I want you to be genuine. I want you to practice being real. And this is going to be another step for you to find self-love. The more you feel comfortable in your own skin, the more you're genuine and real, the more you're going to like yourself and the more you're going to be accepting of yourself. Again, this doesn't mean, you know, you're going to, yeah, you know, what do I want to say about bashing yourself? We all have negative things we don't like. That's fine. Don't bash yourself about those things but you know what i don't like this but don't go into a whiny negative oh i hate myself i'm all this nobody all this stuff um self-defeating purposes if you will hit on the elements that it's you you know what you had a bad day so what don't fake it you have a good day you're in a good mood and someone else is in a bad mood don't fake it you got a right to be in a good mood you got a right to feel and be who you want. Do you understand that? And a lot of people are so uncomfortable about that. Oh my God, I'm in a great mood, but so-and-so is in a bad mood, so I can't be in a great mood. It's like, why? Because you feel guilty. You feel bad. You can still be in a great mood and feel bad for somebody. Big difference. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, One last thing before we kick off 
this evening, I want to talk about um, how many people, because they don't love themselves or they're bastarding themselves or they don't have their own identity, you look at that you don't take risk. Now, I'm not talking you're going to jump out of a plane without a parachute, <clears throat> unless that plane is on the ground, landed. Uh, <laughs> but I'm talking, you know, up there, I'm not talking life-threatening risk. You know, I'm not talking stupid, you know. When you take a risk, maybe going after, you know, like Fu mentioned, a passion, or going after changing something, you take a risk at doing something, Right? And you're afraid, oh, my God, it might not work out. It might whatever. If it doesn't work out, so what? You learn from it, right? Don't be afraid to take risks. And part of self-love, even if it, a risk doesn't, not all risks work out. I get it. I, you know, I think all of us have been there. No big deal. But don't be fearful of them. Don't be fearful of the outcome. If you take a risk, you know, educated, smart risk, take a risk, you learn from it. But also give yourself props to say, hey, at least I tried it. You know what? I had the guts to go after it and try it. Again, look at the positive. Give yourself props, even though it didn't work out. Give your, because a lot of people are afraid to take risks. A lot of people maybe want to go in business for themselves, but they're afraid. If it fails, oh, my God, I'm responsibility. i got a family and all this stuff. I get all that. That's all real shit. But they're afraid to take a risk. And all of a sudden, they, instead of maybe living life towards their dreams and their passions, we talk about their whole identity is wrapped on what everybody thinks, what they think about themselves because they don't love themselves. They won't take a risk because, oh, my God, the outcome. And you know what? I don't like myself enough. And if it doesn't work, guess what? I'm a loser, I'm this, I'm that. It just didn't work. So start taking risk. If there's somebody you want to ask out, ask them out. And if they turn you down, so what? There's going to be other people. That might be about them. It might not be about you. Start looking at the positive in you. Start, like I said, if you have to write them down or email them to yourself, look at the positive antidotes and get rid of the self-talk. You know what? If you start getting negative self-talk, you know what? Shake it off. Whatever. If you got a, you know, whatever. Get the willies. Shake it off. Get used to getting the willies about the negative talk about yourself. And go on, you know, name some three, four, you know, even two if you got them. Positive aspects about yourself to shake off the negative aspect, okay? But take your risks. If it doesn't work out, you're still a good person. That doesn't mean you're incompetent. That just means it maybe didn't work out and you learn from it and give yourself props that you know what i went after it that's cool oh my god i I didn't make it but you know what i took it i went after it i I made put took that risk and it's cool because regrets everybody knows what regrets are they're a mofo right i wish i would have done this i wish i would have done that i don't want you living with regrets we all do we have them but i want them limited as much as possible Take a risk and go after it. And, you know, that's be proud and love yourself for that, no matter what everybody else says. Limit the external BS that's thrown at you. Limit the external negativity that maybe people, maybe they're afraid that they didn't go after something. They didn't like themselves, but they want to bring you and hold you down to that too, okay? 
So take that risk. Start loving yourself. Start being more positive about yourself and finding your own identity, who you want to be, and try to kick the negative people out of your life or limit, you know, maybe the influence of those negative actions towards you. This is your life. Nobody else's, okay? This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Thank you for listening this evening. Uh, Catch me live Monday night at 9 o'clock. I'll be live on air. Uh, This is Greg Dzinski. Thank you again. Coming from the studios, rawradiox.com. And one little insight, make sure you catch uh, Avenue, Avenue and Friends, uh, tomorrow, Thursday at noon at rawradiox.com. Everybody, peace. Love everybody out there. Be safe, man. Let's spread some more peace and love for everybody else and kick all the nasty racism, kick all the nasty hate to the curb out there. Let's do our part. Everybody, peace out. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay 